Welcome back to this year's edition of Horror Through the Decades. This year, we uh, for this one, we I've chosen 1989 classic um, Puppet Master. Um, as I was picking the movies, I didn't really do a lot of research, so I accidentally picked another David Schmaller movie, and I did not realize he had directed both uh, the movie that hopefully you've already watched our, our uh, video on for Taurus Trap. This one is Pu Puppet Master kicked off quite the franchise. Uh, somehow throughout my life, I had never seen any of these. Um, so I decided to finally break down and watch Puppet Master, which there have been about, I think, 15 sequels. Uh, uh, 10 or 11 of them were direct sequels. There's a reboot, a couple spinoffs, and a crossover with another franchise called Demonic Toys, uh, which, you know, really seems odd. Um, cast in this one is also a bunch of relatively unknowns. Um, we have William Hickey, who is basically slightly more than a uh, elevated cameo. He's the beginning of the movie. Um, the name might not ring a bell, but I guarantee you, you know him. If for no other reason than he was also in a classic movie of 1988-89 as Uncle Lewis Christmas Vacation. Um, he was also in uh, One Crazy Summer. So if you want to learn more about One Crazy Summer, check out 80s Flick Flashback. Um, he was in Major Pain. He was in Jerky Boys. He was in Nightmare Before Christmas as Finkelstein or Finkelstein. I'm not sure. I don't know that movie as well. But his list is massive. He is one of those guys that you definitely know when you see him. But, you know, probably from Christmas Vacation because who hasn't seen that movie? Um, and then also there's a quick cameo of a uh, lady named Barbara Crampton. Uh, she's in uh, early in the movie, and we'll get to that, but she's definitely a B-movie scream queen. Her biggest would be like Reanimator. Um, there's a very interesting scene of her in Reanimator where there's a uh, decapitated head and she's tied to a table, but I don't know if we'll do Reanimator, but uh, it's a fucked up movie. Um and then she was also in Chopping Mall, but there, her list is also pretty big. Uh, but definitely, you know, the B-movie horror queen. This is an interesting movie that starts a franchise as it doesn't really bother to explain its own mythos. It starts with a guy building puppets. And now I'm just going to keep harping on the fact that Uncle Lewis is in this movie because I can't see him without thinking of that character. So it's really weird seeing him in a movie where he's not you know, seeing, you know, telling Bethany to say grace. Um, so he's building puppets that are clearly sentient. He's talking to them. They're running around. Um, you don't really know what's going on. Uh, and without explanation, he just up and shoots himself. Um, because two German guys show up. Um, only having read the synopsis online, do I know that they were Nazis? I guess it's something that comes into later in the movies when the movie gets very anti-Nazi, which, I mean, again, who's not anti-Nazi? Um, if you're not anti-Nazi, please stop watching. Um, <laughs> but uh, we skip forward to modern day, which is always fun when you're going back and watching an old movie when they're like, present day. And now, now that it's 2022 and present day for them would have been, you know, 88, 89 when they were filming the movie. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You have really, really old computers and don't know what a cell phone is at this point. Um, and we're introduced to our four psychics in the movie. Um, you know, 
it, early in the movie when the one uh, puppet they call Blade, which is a, a funny name to call the puppet in retrospect, given that Blade is more synonymous with the Marvel superhero vampire. But uh, he has uh, blades for arms. So really, the puppets have some really imaginative names. Uh, there's one who uh, has a drill for a head, and he's called Tunneler. There's one called Leech Lady, who literally just has leeches come out of her mouth. Um, and uh, then there's Pinhead, who is this like child-sized doll, but the head is the size of a doll. It's I don't. They don't bother to explain most of this, um, other than actually, I'm not even sure. Other than Pinhead, I'm not sure any of them actually get names. So I don't know how this movie really got to be a franchise because in '89. 90 when this movie would have been hitting cult classics um there wasn't the internet so i don't really understand it so yeah like like tortoise trap you don't get a lot of explanation for what's going um unlike tortoise trap though there are 15 other sequels so i'm guessing if we continued with the franchise you would get more of this movie um there's a lot of setup with the prologue when it comes to the psychics introducing you to who each of the four people are. Um, and then they really don't do much with it. Like, they kill three of those psychics pretty fast. Which, by the way, also, uh, I probably should have said this in Taurus Trap. Uh, so, sorry if you watched that one first and now you're watching this one. Uh, spoiler alert for a movie from 1989. Um uh, but the rest of the movie is very different than the prologue. It's it's bizarre, like, how, like, there's just, like, a different movie. It's almost like they filmed a couple of different movies and then just jammed them together. Um, you know, they, they set a lot of the, the psychics up, but like I said, it doesn't really matter because they kill three of them pretty quickly. Um, uh, the Barbara Crampton cameo is about 13 minutes in. Um, there's some, there's a, she, the one white witch psychic is talking about how, uh, her boyfriend is going to get into retail sales. And then the, she makes a crack about how is he going to get into retail sales? He never even graduated the 10th grade. And I just thought, lady, you've never clearly worked in retail sales. Cause <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, and don't all of you in retail sales, I'm not making fun of you. I worked in retail for five years as well. But we all have to admit that it's not exactly, you know, um, doesn't take a brain surgeon level of, of education to get into retail sales. So, I mean, to move up in retail, sure, but not, you know. Um, they have this introduction to the two married psychics, which is stupid. Like, there's this big computer thing with flashing lights and numbers that are moving around. It's... I don't know how it relates to psychic, but it does. And like, it just basically what we are, we learn is that, um, the one guy's creepy and his wife somehow can, uh, tell like by, by sitting in the seat or touching something or laying in the bed, she can tell the history of, of, of any object and really get any sort of psychic, uh, connections with it. Um, definitely on the sexual side of things. Um, it's bizarre. And again, it is kind of stupid. Um, they show a hotel on this uh, coastline. And uh, the interesting part about that is that they didn't just go find a hotel that they could just take a picture of and say, yep, this is the hotel. They built a model 
They said that was about the size of a refrigerator, found a place in the coast they could put it, and then used that force perspective. So like kind of like how they filmed Elf, where like Will Ferrell was close to the camera and everybody else was behind it, or vice versa, so that it looked like it was. It was it's that force perspective. It's so it's interesting. They show it twice. It's not really consequential to the movie. I just thought it was something cool worth bringing up. Um, they get to the hotel. They find out that the friend that uh, had brought them all there had killed himself. Uh, the white witch that we talked about uh, then proceeds to stab the body with a pin to prove to them that the guy's actually dead, which seems like a really odd move. Because, like, what if your friend was just pulling a prank? Like, you just murdered him. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, I'm going to prove you're dead. Oh, well, now you are, for sure. Just... Um, so they show us um, one of the dolls. They had showed us Blade and then a couple other dolls in the prologue, but then they introduce us to to the the first doll that we see like showing up is uh, not that one. <laughs> and again, no real explanation. Um, so their friend Neil, who had brought them down to the this hotel, apparently killed himself. And the best I can figure, because they sure don't spell it out, is that he is somehow, after killing himself, using the dolls to kill off his psychic friends to gain their energy to bring himself back to life? Which makes no sense, because why would you kill yourself? I don't know. Um, at 35 minutes, uh, they give us some sort of gobbledygook about Egyptian magic and alchemy and a guy who can bring inanimate objects back, or not back, to life. I don't necessarily need things to be 100% spelled out in movies. Sometimes being vague makes it a better movie. But, like, at least try to make sense with your vagueness. Like, or leave it more vague so it's more up to the interpretation. Um, the, the doll called Pinhead kills the maid. The body keeps moving around. Um, now, this is a really weird scene. Um... So first off, we get to the point that 10 years later, the director, we talked about how in the first movie, uh, he was really shy about asking women to do a certain type of scene. Clearly got over that by this movie, because um, now there's not like a nod of nudity in this movie, but there is a little, you know. So, you know, it's like uh, maybe got a little less shy, you know. But uh, so the wife uh, ties the husband up and blindfolds him as for some sort of, they call it psychic experiment, and they're having sex, and then uh, something catches her eye, and like she gets down off the bed under the floor, and Tunneler kills her. Now, the people in the ho- the people, the other guys, the other part of the people group here were complaining about the sex. They somehow can't tell the difference between sex and I don't know having your face tunneled out. <laughs> um. And then, but also, your wife just had her face tunneled, um, and then a very clearly what looks to be kind of like a Barbie doll, but since they didn't have the rights, they changed it up enough, shows up on the on the on the bed with little doll hands, little Barbie-sized doll hands, and like touching the guy, and he's all like, "Oh, you're back." Oh, he somehow can't tell the difference just because he's blindfolded. Apparently, makes him stupid because he can't tell the difference between a full-size woman's head hand. And a doll's hands. And, like, she starts, like, kissing on his chest. And, like, he's all like, ooh, yeah, all right. 
And then uh, the leeches come out of her mouth and start, and somehow four leeches kill the guy. I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, I didn't know that uh, blindfolds make you stupid. Um, I thought they just meant you couldn't see. But, you know, who knows? Um, um, the White Witch had this taxidermy dog, which will come into play earlier. They don't really explain it. They just have her walking around with this dog. Um, Pinhead, uh, the, the, the one with the little head, finds her and then proceeds to start beating her up. And then uh, Blade kills... Bla- I don't know. It's just a... Then there's we've got some misdirect um, dream sequences. There's not a lot of logic in this movie. Uh, Puppet Master is not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not good. The plot holes are massive. The acting is a little on the subpar. Um, back in the 80s, uh, movies that went to straight to video like this one did, there was a reason that most of the movies back in the 80s went straight to video. It's not like today with the streaming where streamers are making movies directly for their streaming, so they're not going to the theaters. Uh, the theater experience, while not dead, is kind of dying a little bit. Um, so like Netflix is making a movie with the kind of money like they did with Red Notice. They Studios didn't do that back then. You didn't put that kind of money into a movie for something you weren't going to put into the theaters. So... Uh, you know, I can't tell you how this became a, cl- a cult classic. There is a certain cheesy charm to it, and there's a level of absurdity. I don't, ex- I can't explain how there's so many sequels and where it is. Um, there is, a, it's got a 5.5 on IMDb, a 43 on the critic, and the 40 on audience, which is weird. Normally on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the other way around. Um, I'm only going to give it two Geppettos out of five. Um, Sometimes there are horror films that come along and capture an audience in a way that just isn't explainable. Freddy, Jason, Mike Myers sort of make sense, and I see where their franchises are coming from. This one is a real mystery to me. It clearly has fans. They've made 15 movies. Probably worth a watch for the cult standing and so that you can understand a lot of the pop culture references that people make but don't expect it to be a good movie. Um, two quick little notes. Um, there's a scene where Neil, the guy who brought them all down, has come back to life. The puppets have turned on him, and they cut his fingers off. And for no reason that they bother to explain in the movie, his blood is green. It makes no sense with the movie. Like I said, there's just a lot of weirdness in this movie. Um it isn't probably until decades later when the internet exists that we now understand that for some reason, even though there was a couple of nudity scenes, very small, um, and uh, people getting pummeled to death and thrown down elevators and, and you know, getting, you know, dolls tunneling out faces, the blood of his fingers being chopped off being red would have gotten the movie an X rating. Um, and so they turned it green so that it would only get the R. Um, nowadays, I don't think people would think twice about it and it would definitely just get an R. Um, and then there's the one kicker, the end of the movie, as they're fading out to black and giving us the credit scene. Megan, um, who I didn't talk about at all, uh, she was she was Neil's wife, um, now has... Uh, the White Witch's uh, taxidermy dog, and she's walking up the stairs, 
and then randomly just puts it down on the stairs and the dog becomes real and like runs up the stairs. So even though this woman was terrified the whole movie and kept saying she has no idea what Neil is doing, somehow has managed to learn these powers and then fade to black. <laughs> so like I said, two out of five Geppettos.